WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latte from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. This hour, we are excited to finally share the songs we received for the All of It Public Song Project. If you're new to the project we launched in January, here's the skinny. We invited anyone to send in their own recording based on a work in the public domain. That includes music, books, movies, poetry, and a whole lot more. Basically anything as long as it wasn't protected by copyright. And you all delivered. We received more than 80 original recordings, including straight-ahead covers and radical reimaginings with new lyrics and new arrangements. There were mashups, poems set to music, songs inspired by movie plots, and so much more. At the beginning of the project, we promised three submitters would get to be interviewed and have their songs played on the air. So in this segment, we'll be speaking to those three talented creators and you'll get to hear their songs. And then later in the hour, we'll take a tour through other highlights of the public songbook and hear from some judges who reviewed them. So to start us off, I want to welcome our first public song creator, Cat Lewis. Cat's submission was a reimagining of the song Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Scream for Ice Cream, which entered the public domain this year. Cat Lewis, welcome to all of it and congratulations. Thank you, Allison. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with music. Well, I've been playing music since I was a kid. I grew up in a musical family and uh, that's what I love to do. Sing songs and play music. So once you heard about the project, you decided to cover the song, Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Scream for Ice Cream. Tell me a little bit about that song and what, why you gravitated towards it. Well, when I heard you mention it on the show, it immediately caught my attention. It's just a song that we all know and love, but we only know the hook. And so uh, I looked at the list of songs that you put together, and I just kept coming back to Ice Cream, You Scream because it's so catchy. But I hadn't heard the whole song. So I listened to the whole original song and it uh, needed some new lyrics. So um, it, it was time for an updated version. Yeah, let's just say the lyrics are needing of an update. I think you put it well. <laughs> so, so in your piece, there's a lot of environmental sound in the recordings in your production. We hear kids' voices and animal noises. Two of our judges actually said they really were drawn to that. Love the background noises and the street tone is how someone put it. What are some of the tra- sounds we're going to hear on this track? So there are some ice cream trucks. Um, where I used to live, there would be two ice cream trucks that parked on the same block and played their songs. And it was kind of a chaotic, trippy experience to hear their songs. Um, So there's a little of that. And then um, there's a a fire hydrant that was open during the summer where kids of all ages would would play and keep cool. Um, And when a car drives by an open hydrant, it makes a particular sound. 
So I included that as a sound of summer. Anything else you'd like to add before we play your song? Well, um, ice cream trucks, you know, are really difficult to operate and maintain. And so I think it's a good time to celebrate these uh, heroes of summer. Kat Lewis is one of our winners for the Public Song Project. Kat, thank you so much for working on this, sending in a song, and joining us today. Thank you, Allison. Here's Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Scream for Ice Cream, performed by Kat Lewis. In the land of summer fun, playing in the hot, hot sun, there's one sound that we all love to hear. Uptown, midtown, downtown, gee, they make a lovely sound when they play your favorite song, tra-la-la. They got choco taco, push-up pop, screwball chip, which drumstick, firecracker, ice cream sandwich, cherry dip. When we hear it in a flash, we run home and grab some cash. This is what we all run out and holler. I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Starting Monday, we all scream for Sunday. Mula mula, no sarsaparilla. They got chocolate oh, and vanilla. I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. That was a new version of the 1927 tune, Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Scream for Ice Cream, performed by Cat Lewis, one of the winners of our public song project. Next up, we have our next winner, Alice Lee, and her cover of The Prisoner's Song, first published around 1924. Alice, welcome and congratulations. Thank you so much, Allison. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with music. Okay. Um, I started out as a singer-songwriter um, in the New York scene uh, about 20 years ago, actually. I was playing a lot of gigs then. And then um, I took a break and I was in Guatemala for about 10 years. And over there, I was performing a lot of live music, um, more interpretations than originals. And then I moved back here about five years ago. Um, and here I am. What motivated you to take part in the Public Song Project? I'm a regular listener to WNYC, so when I'm home, I have it on in the background. I'm always listening to the shows, and I, when the announcement came out, I, I heard it, and it piqued my interest. What song did you choose and why? I chose The Prisoner's Song by Vernon Dalhart. Um, that was interesting to me because I didn't really know it that well, but when I had a listen, it did seem familiar to me. It was the first country song. Um, to sell more than a million records, which surprised me. I did a little research and has been covered by the likes of Johnny Cash, Bill Monroe, and Louis Armstrong. Now, the song uses banjo, but also a very modern sounding production. What inspired the soundscape? Um, it was very much like a kitchen sink spaghetti effect. I had a couple recordings I took on my phone. One was of a weird noise in the York Street subway. Another was of church bells on 9th Street in Brooklyn. And then I borrowed a banjo from the Central Library in Brooklyn. So I did an arpeggiated uh, figure and a couple of harmonies. Um, 
I was very inspired by James Blake. So I did mm-hmm. that as the direction. And then the banjo and the vocal harmonies kind of go throughout. It's the core of the track. And then I threw it into GarageBand and just tried audition a bunch of different loops over it um, and just kind of went with what sounded good. I did a lot of editing as well on those tracks so that I didn't use them as is, but I wound up manipulating a lot of those as well. Is there anything else you would like listeners to know about the piece before we play it? Any part of it you particularly want people to pay attention to? Um, I felt like it spoke to um, these times. I think the reason why I really chose that song as well is because I was singing it from a woman's point of view, you know, a hundred years later. And you hear of things happening today where women might be imprisoned for, you know, nothing for being a woman. So, you know, what happened to Masa Amini in Iran spoke to me. Um, I just kind of extrapolated what would happen if it was a woman in the present times. Alice Lee is one of our winners for the Public Song Project. Alice, thank you so much for joining us and for sending in a song and taking so much time and bringing so much of New York into your song. Thank you so much, Allison. Here's the Prisoner's Song performed by Alice Lee. Because 
That was a new version of the 1924 tune, The Prisoner's Song, performed by Alice Lee, recorded and submitted for the Public Song Project. We have two more performers to talk about their submission. Their song, for their song, sisters Chloe and Lily Holgate created a musical setting for the Edna St. Vincent Millay poem, Afternoon on a Hill. Chloe and Lily, welcome and congratulations. Thank, Thank you so you. much. So Chloe, tell me a little bit about your musical partnership with your sister. Uh, we've been singing together our whole lives. Uh, we also played violin and piano together growing up, but the pandemic gave us this amazing fresh start to really devote a lot of time, which we had, um, to finally collaborating musically and, and finding our voice compositionally, which we had never done before. So we started just making arrangements of things, and then we used poetry as a sort of jumping off point to write music. Lily, what works about the partnership with your sister? Well, I guess, you know, since we have we have the same background and we've been collaborating in some form since we were little kids, we understand each other musically. We have similar aesthetics and and, you know, I think we're able to really have fun together. Granted, there are always the challenges because, you know, we're sisters, we're very close, we're very sensitive to each other's moods. But for the most part, I think I think we have a great time and and we're able to um, align our aesthetics and make music that we both really like. So, Chloe, what led you to the poetry of Edna St. Vincent Millay and this specific poem, Afternoon on a Hill, to turn into a song? We have always loved Malay's poetry. We've visited her house. Um, this specific poem uh, I've known for many years. I've sung other settings of it, but it's it's very simple, yet the imagery it evokes is really powerful. And it's almost an affirmation that you can say to yourself in the winter months. It's like the speaker is saying something beautiful that they will do in the future. And um, it's so it's very transportive, which just brought up so much musical harmonic uh, imagery to us. Um, so it, it sort of lent itself really well to being set to music and to adding background vocals that sort of hopefully will take you to a meditative space of imagining that you're one with nature. Yeah, Lily, one of the judges described your song this way, haunting vocals, dreamlike and captivating. How did you land on your soundscape? Oh, well, that's such a nice thing to hear that they said. Um, you know, I I think, well, for me, I was kind of envisioning one of the one of the lines in the song is watch the wind bow down the grass and the grass rise. And so that sort of um, undulating uh just just grass going up and down and catching the light. I wanted to create something that sort of had a rocking feel. So, you know, I just came up with a chord progression, progression and plucked it out on my violin. And I, I, I wanted it to just ebb and flow and, um, and feel really warm as well, like you're, you're baking in the sun. Chloe, anything else you want our listeners to know about before we play it? Um... Well, we go by Sybil Music, which is spelled S-I-B-Y-L. And yeah, to find us online and hopefully follow more poem settings, because this is hopefully going to lead us to an album of more female poets set to music. 
Chloe and Lily Holgate perform as Sybil. Their song Afternoon on a Hill was one of our judges' top picks for the Public Song Project. Thank you so much for doing this and for being with you. Let's take a listen. Thank you. was Afternoon on a Hill, based on the Edna St. Vincent Millay poem of the same name, performed by Chloe and Lily Holgate, who perform as Sybil for the Public Song Project. Stick around and you'll hear more highlights from the 80-plus songs we receive, plus our judges, Lincoln Center Chief Artistic Officer Shanta Thake, New Standards host Paul Cavalcante, and DJ Reka will talk about how they help pick these winners. This is all of it. Like a ukulele, lady like you. This is all of it. I'm Allison Stewart, and you're listening to Ukulele Rhapsody, one of the more than 80 songs we received for the Public Song Project. This one was sent in by submitter Kruji, and it's an unlikely mashup of Rachmaninoff samples and lyrics from the 1925 song Ukulele Lady. Both pieces of music, to our best knowledge, are in the public domain, like all the source material for the many creative submissions we received over the last couple of months. You can listen to them all right now by going 
going to WNYC.org slash public song project, where we've put up a playlist with the full versions of all the songs. That is WNYC.org slash public song project. Now, there was a wide range of submissions. Some public song players took a straightforward, basic cover approach. A few even performed just a cappella, like Elsa O'Reilly, who sang After You've Gone. Don't say that we must part. Don't break my aching heart. You know I love you truly for me. On the other hand, there were plenty of lush and layered pieces like Can't Help Loving That Man, performed by Ashley Prather and Manish Ayashit. Everything in between, like these two guitar pieces. First, a musical setting of the William Carlos Williams poem, Peace on Earth. This is by Catsy. Cold against the blue Eyes are gleaming Sleep Sleep safe till tomorrow And then Mal Petty's version of the folk song, Wayfaring Stranger. I'm going there to see my brothers They went before me one by one We sifted through all these songs with the help of our judging panel, which included some in-house assistants from John Schaefer and Karen Havlicek of New Sounds, as well as New Standards host Paul Cavalcante. We'll be hearing some more songs in a bit, but right now I'd like to bring Paul in to talk about his experience with the project. Paul, thanks for making time. Thank you for having me. New Standards is on WNYC 8 to 11 p.m. on Saturday evenings. And one of our taglines is a century of great songs and then some. So when I heard (laughs) about this project, I thought this is really up my alley, especially because the show is kind of anchored in the American songbook era, which is Mm. the great Broadway tunes. It's sort of bookended by Tin Pan Alley to the Brill Building, right? But then there's all this other music that has come since then, like singer-songwriter, that is built the same way. And then looking back, there are older songs that are ripe for rediscovery, especially these that have now come into the public domain. So the song that really caught my ear was the song, which is a folk song called Erie Canal, which is done by a couple of artists, Karen Whitman and Rick Pantel. And, and what I liked about it is that, first of all, they're using kind of found art in making it because they've actually got a section of rail for an old railroad for the clang, and they've got other percussive sounds, uh, actually an ink disc on top of a, a jobbing press that they rotated and made into a percussion instrument. So that aspect of it is cool, as is the way they produced it. It reminds me of one of the great revival records of another time, Big Bad John by Jimmy Dean, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's got this space and it's got an environment that invites you in sonically and it's a tune that, I remember from singing in public school in the Bronx. They used to have an assembly and teach us these old songs. They'd pass out mimeograph sheets. They smelled great, by the way. And uh, we would sing along. And so I found myself singing along with this. Well, let's listen to a bit of The Erie Canal by Karen Whitman and Rick Pantel. One more trip and back we'll go Right straight back to Buffalo Thank you. 
So, Paul, you'll be giving some of these public songs a spin on new standards sometime soon. When and what should listeners keep an ear out for? Well, I'm going to mix them in. Uh, Again, the show is 8 to 11 p.m. on WNYC Saturday evenings. It's also simulcast. We have a 24-7 streaming station, newstandards.org, that just plays this music all the time. And it's going to stand out a little bit because, admittedly, there are no Ella Fitzgerald or Frank Sinatra or Nat King Cole versions of a song like Erie Canal. But uh, but as I said, we do encroach into the territory of kind of hootenanny folk music that became singer-songwriter, modern Broadway. It's a broad mix. So here and there, I want to give these things some airtime to show that people are thinking creatively about reframing the songbook. It really is a century of songs and then some, and now some free ones going back from 1927 sure. before, right? So it's a good deal. Paul, thanks for thanks for your help with the project. Thank you. A lot of submissions reimagined their source material, writing new lyrics or new arrangements for many different reasons. Here's a creative one from Victor V. Gerbo of Irving Berlin's A Pretty Girl is Like a Melody. A pretty girl is like a melody that haunts you night and day just like the strain Some players drew inspiration from personal experiences and current events for their new versions. Musician Rachel Ritt said she remembered being displaced after Hurricane Sandy when she recorded her cover of Bessie Smith's Backwater Blues. And Diane Perry told us her moving version of Old Man River was inspired by a tragic photo from the U.S.-Mexico border along the Rio Grande. Here's a bit of it. It was also interesting to see how many public domain works popped up more than once. For instance, we received three versions of Best Things in Life are Free and four different versions of Putting on the Ritz. We got two major rewrites of the song Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Scream for Ice Cream. We heard Cat Lewis's in the last segment. Here's some of Jordan Cooper's rendition titled We All Scream. I scream, you scream, we all scream. On top of the songs that appeared more than once, we somehow also had two separate ukulele groups send in songs. So kudos to both the NYC Uke Squad and the Chatham United Methodist Church Ukulele Orchestra. Our public song players sent in two submissions based on the poetry of A. Milne and two based on Edna St. Vincent Millay. And there was a lot more poetry and book-inspired work where that came from. Here's Todd Henkin's song based on the Langston Hughes poem, The Weary Blues. He did a lazy sway, did a lazy sway to tune of those weary blues. Among our judges' favorite poetry adaptations was one based on the poem Young Witches by Marian Thanhauser. Massa Gibson wrote and sent in a musical setting for it using a pandemic project collection of glass bottles. In a forest of pines, a flickering green that is more cold. 
That song was highlighted as a favorite by one of our judges, Lincoln Center Chief Artistic Officer, Shanta Thake, who happens to be on Zoom right now. Shanta, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. So given how busy you are, what made you say yes to helping us out with this public song project? Oh, I mean, I loved this project. I thought so many, it's always so incredible to be inspired by songs and creators from over a hundred years ago. The idea that these stories have something to teach us now, that these poems and, and fragments of what was, you know, some part of culture making at the time actually can be brought into today's context so seamlessly in many cases. What surprised you in what you heard? What I loved was how many amateur creators and people that really dug through, uh, you know, like we think of as like the crate diggers of the DJ set. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were really like finding these poems and thinking about what was the best setting, including, you know, the one we just heard where it's this beautiful, simple poem about uh, about witches, about a spell being cast and to set that to music, but then to set it within this framework of a glass bottle collection <laughs> and and just to put all of those pieces together uh and and you know uh basically somebody who i would think of as an artist uh and citizen um who actually doesn't consider themselves to be a professional musician in any context but i think really in this case did such a beautiful job of pulling all of these things together shanta you gave high marks to a track from shahab zagari called sonification pontification. It was a remix based on NASA recordings and the sound of a jet trip. And you wrote, I just love this use of unexpected sounds to create this new palette. Somehow this feels like it collapses time. What inspired that reaction? Well, I think it's, you know, first of all, you when you hear this clip, you hear these throwback sounds to what was, you know, what I assume some of the first airplane travel. So it has this very nostalgic feel to it. But then it has all of these um, beats added, and then the sound of what, you know, I'm being told is the sound of a black hole, which I never <laughs> spent that much time with. Um, but this idea of taking kind of this nostalgic sounds and voices and and then putting it in the context of, you know, us right now exploring space and where we are now versus where we are then when this when this recording was made. And, and it really does feel like we're sort of exploring this together. You're kind of side by side with, with these folks on this plane journey. Um, so I just love that about it. Shanta Thake is Chief Artistic Officer at Lincoln Center. Thank you so much for taking the time to be part of this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Let's hear a little bit of sonification pontification. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the cabin altitude in the Boeing 720 is controlled for your comfort. However, the thin air and the high altitudes in which this plane flies requires that you breathe supplemental oxygen in the unlikely event that the cabin altitude is lost. There were a few public song project submissions like that one that didn't use vocals. Instead, some creators used samples and recorded instrumentals. From that latter group, we got one very jazzy rendition of Irving Berlin's Blue Skies. It was sent in by Jarrett Walzer. Here's a bit of it.
We had so many great judges help us out. Charlie Harding, Nate Sloan, Lara Downs, Jennifer Jenkins, Corey Doctorow, and Marika Hughes. And we're going to hear from one more as we wrap up this segment. DJ Reka is a New York-based musician and founder of the beloved series Basement Bangra, and they were a public song judge and a guest on this show once upon a time. Hi, Reka. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Why did you want to join the public song project? Oh, I love judging things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that's um, it, it. I was excited to hear what people would do. Um, pardon my voice. It's a little hoarse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always love to see what people are doing. That's um, as Shanta said, I'm an eternal crate digger. So give me a pile of things unknown and I want to hear what, what people have done with it. What struck you about the songs you listen to? Um, some of them, as you said, were dead on covers. I think I was gravitated towards um, things that were reinterpretation. They used multiple sources that um, I could tell were a little bit crafted, but sounded simple. Um, and uh, I, I love the ice cream song that you opened the segment with a lot and Rhapsody too. Um, I don't know. I was just looking for something fun. I mean, it's also hard to, the songs that we, we've heard some of these songs in different iterations. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I saw Putting on the Ritz, I thought of Paco, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> which was a funny thing. And, you know, um, even with the ice cream song, I think of Wu-Tang when I think of ice cream. But um, but th- it was all a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, it's really fun when a song, you know it, and you know it in one variation but when somebody creates something entirely different out of it, it's it's interesting to have that yin-yang of, I know the song, but this isn't that song I know, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That That's that's always interesting to me. Now, you gave a near-perfect score to the song we're going to go out on. It also happens to be a song that helped kick off the whole project because it just entered the public domain this year. The Best mm-hmm. Things in Life are Free, performed and mixed by Alan and Alita Gafinski. What did you mm-hmm. like about this tune? Oh, I mean, they went in on their theme so hard. <laughs> um, it was like, you know, an A-plus paper and then some. Uh, they cited the Quran. They they took the theme of the, the moon. And again, this is something that is deceptively sounding simple, but it's, it's definitely, there's a lot of craft in it. So I really appreciated that. Let's take a listen. DJ Reka, thank you so much. Thank you. Ignition sequence start. Six. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. The moon belongs to say thank you to all our judges and thank you to everyone who submitted a song for the Public Song Project and thanks to Simon Close who worked so hard on this. To hear them all in full, go to wnyc.org slash public song project. That is wnyc.org slash public song project and happy listening. WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. 
Z-Biotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Z-Biotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com slash WNYC and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off.